Welcome to Mammal Talk, the companion podcast for the Blood Bowl Mid-Atlantic Mauling League. In this episode, we're talking about the mutated underworld denizens. Welcome to episode 26. Uh, it's, it's been a while since our last episode. It's been four months, in fact. And I'll just cut right to the chase. I do not have the, di- the time to do a fully edited podcast. I just can't do it. Um, most of the podcasts I listen to are virtually unedited, and I really hate that. I really wanted this to be a fully edited podcast, but it just takes so long. I mean, doing one episode a week, I was spending a minimum of 12 hours on an episode editing uh taking out certain sounds, rearranging sentences, and even, you know, pasting words in where they made more sense. Uh, it will be minimally edited. I, I will do a-, a little bit of editing, but otherwise it's just going to be sort of the raw audio in terms of pacing, in terms of verbiage. Uh, I apologize for that, but I just, I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time to do it. If if I don't make this change, I can't do the podcast anymore. So <laughs> uh, that's the way the, uh, the format's going to be going forward. We're just uh, going to have discussions or, or talk about a topic, and it'll just be sort of a stream of consciousness sort of thing. Uh, similar to, to most – if if you listen to, to independent podcasts, uh, you'll – you'll be right at home. You know exactly how it works. Uh, I apologize again. I really wanted this to be uh, an edited podcast, but I just can't do it. (laughs) So without further ado, why don't we get right into talking about Underworld. I'm joined once again by Artificial Bunny. How's it going, my friend? It's going great. Everything's happening underground. That's right. Today we're talking about the Underworld Denizens. That's a team that you played uh, last season. It's one of my favorites. All right. I'm glad. So you're here to talk about the Underworld team because it's one of your favorites. I think they're really hard. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not an easy team to start up, but... They once you get going, they really get going. Yeah, I would agree with that. So uh, underworld teams, just to intro them a little bit, uh, they're uh, what I like to call legal mixed teams, right? They're they're a combination of goblins and skaven. Sort of thematically, they live underground. They've been mutated by warpstone, and uh, the skaven are jerks to the goblins, right? The skaven, well, at least in <laughs> in the in the LRB six, they are the Skavens ha- uh, have uh, animosity towards the goblins. Uh, animosity is still a thing on this team in uh, in the BB twenty twenty rules, um, but really the magic of the team is that they have access to mutations, right? Like a lot of a lot of teams don't have access to mutations. This is a team that does. Oh yeah, <laughs> those are some definite needed mutations that that you get. Indeed, I, I think they're they're very difficult to get started, uh, as you uh, alluded to. Um, but mutations can be very very strong for for two reasons, right? A, they there are just some great skills in the mutation bucket, and B, 
Uh, unlike the other buckets, mutations, you can mutate things all sorts of ways, right? Like it's not just strength. It's not just agility. It's kind of whatever you want. And that freedom lets you kit out uh, different players in different ways in really, really good ways. And you just have this devastating combo of, of mutated psychopaths on this team. Uh, why don't you walk uh, us through? Why don't you walk us through the positionals on a team and uh, kind of just tell us what they do, uh, why they're good or why they're bad? All right. Well, start out. You've got your big guy, the troll. Uh, he's your basic troll with uh, movement four, strength five, agility one, and uh, an armor nine. He's got always hungry. So just to be just to be clear, you're talking about you're talking about the LRB six rules, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. He is always hungry for those goblins. Uh, he's got Me mighty too. blow. He's he's kind of dumb, a little really stupid. Uh, <laughs> but fortunately, <laughs> a little really stupid. <laughs> fortunately, he's got regen and regen on a on a team that can also have an apothecary. Good stuff. He's going to be hard for the other players to take down. And then he's got loner. Um, As big guys do. Yeah, he's kind of your basic roadblock on the team. Uh, You pop him where you don't want the opposition going and kind of just leave him there to take hits for you and save some of your weaker players. Yeah, strength five Uh, is pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, next, we have the Skaven Blitzer, which is what I think of as the star player on this roster. Uh, they've got block and animosity. They're pretty much the same as your Skaven team's Skaven Blitzer, only now they have access to mutations. And there's mm-hmm. nothing scarier than a but- Skaven Blitzer with claw and mighty blow. Yeah. Yeah, your Blitzer, you start with block. You got access to mutations. That's uh, that's definitely a scary piece. Yeah, you've got your Skaven thrower, which is pretty decent thrower with uh, pass and sure hands. And I love giving that player some uh, big hand or uh, multiple arms to make uh, picking up or throwing easier or catching. And he just ends up being the great quarterback for the team. Uh, You've got your Skaven linemen. You've got, I believe it's three of them. And unlike on the Skaven team, these guys are kind of your workhorse players instead of like being there just to take the hits. You want to, well, you're able to get, uh, block on them pretty easily and um, you can just use them to run around the field and kind of back everybody else up. And uh, since, since they don't have dodge like the goblins do to start out, you kind of want to keep them back and save them and try and keep them from getting hit as much as possible. Cause they are your strength three players. And that really comes in handy. And then then we've got the goblins. These guys are cheap. 
They've got right stuff so your troll can throw them. They start out with dodge and stenty. And I really like tossing these guys on the line to take the hits for me. They're a little weak, but with dodge, it's a little tougher to knock them down than like your your Skaven linemen and kind of comes in handy a lot of the time. Yeah, that's a good point. We always talk about how, or we often talk about how, you know, strength strength is a big, a big, big factor in Blood Bowl. Uh, strength three to strength two is a big difference, just as strength four to strength three is a big difference. Uh, and everybody intuits that, but a lot of people don't really uh, add that the, the block of the dodge skill into that and, and factor that into your resiliency, right? Like you have block yeah. or you have dodge or even worse, you have both. And, uh, there's that many. You're, each one's removing a die face from from the block die uh, from knocking you down, and that's that can keep a player standing uh, for a long time. Yeah, and just one level up, getting them two heads just makes them into a crazy nuisance player. Uh, <laughs> they can basically dodge anywhere on the field on a two plus and uh, like you can just toss them through the line or run them through the line. They've got a built in reroll. It's, it's craziness where they can go. Yeah. They're stunty too. Right. So they can, yeah. I mean, they're, so they're just making dodges all day. Tackle zones don't add anything to the difficulty. So it's right. just two plus wherever they want to go. Uh uh rerolls for the team are pretty expensive though right yeah i believe they're 70k each which yeah is, is a little high does that mean but, when you first when you build a a fresh inexperienced team that you want to get as many rerolls as you can up front oh absolutely but mm. most of the players on this team aren't super expensive so you can get pretty much the full range and three re-rolls right from the start. I think the only thing you can't get right off is the apothecary. (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I see these goblins. I see goblins. I hear can't get the apothecary. I think, oh, well, (laughs) they're going to (laughs) die. Yeah. Well, you know, that's why they make journeymen. (laughs) (laughs) which is Uh, kind of that's kind of a downside to when your uh skaven linemen get injured is they're then replaced with uh (laughs) goblin linemen and uh you start missing all that strength (laughs) i can that's a that's a pretty big detriment i would say to a team like this oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, when, when you're you're losing your quote-unquote lineman and they're getting replaced by a strength two player with loner that that's rough yeah fair enough but yeah as this team develops it it gets really monstrous you get a a goblin with a strip ball wrestle and two heads and they're going to be just dodging into any cage and trying to take down that ball carrier. Uh, all right. Well, we talked about, uh, we've talked about the positions on the team. Um, they also have access to some star players. Um, 
Do you want to go over the star players and, and kind of give us your impressions on them? I'll, I'll, I'll spoil one of these. I think Morgan Thorg is still terrible, but that's, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Just wait until 2020 comes around. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So first off, my absolute favorite bomber dribble snot. <laughs> bomber dribble snot. Uh, he's a menace. And uh, yeah, being able to use him in conjunction with the Skaven Thrower. You saw how well that worked. We did. <laughs> we saw that last season. Retossing that bomb. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> it's it's pretty hilarious. It's, he is a secret weapon, though. You're only going to get a drive out of him. Yeah, true. But, you know, he's cheap. Fair enough. What was it? 60k, I think? Yeah. Very cheap. Right. And, um, then we've got Nabla, in case you want a chainsaw, which is really good <laughs> against elf teams that you wouldn't want to take Bomber against. Who doesn't want a chainsaw? <laughs> and a blodging chainsaw at that. What could be yeah. better? Uh, Fez, which is your ball and chain player, is really great on the line just to like tie up a ton of linemen or whatever to make yourself some room. People don't tend to want to be in base contact with him, so he'll really open up stuff for you. Can you explain uh, how ball and chain works briefly? Uh, so you kind of, uh, instead of normal movement, you designate one of the cardinal directions and then uh, a D3 is rolled and it will go to that straight cardinal direction or to one of the diagonals next to it. And so that player just kind of weaves through and uh, takes blocks on any players that he kind of moves into. And you can still take blocks against downed players as well, which has another chance of injuring them. Which can and you get really to do that three nasty. times, right? You get to do that three times on an activation? Uh, with Fez, it's four, since he has a movement of four. Oh, that's gross. Uh, <laughs> Ball and Chain typically has a high strength. He's got a strength of seven, too, right? I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and he's got uh, foul appearance, so the other team has to make a d6 roll and get two or better on one. that roll in order to uh, actually hit him. So yeah. they probably don't want to waste a blitz on it. So it kind of yeah. yeah. makes it a little iffy for them. A little Fez, something for them to uh, Fez was 100K. Novel is 130K. I, I think everybody on the planet's probably in agreement that uh, Nabla's if, if you want to pick up Nabla for 130K, that's totally worth it. What's your opinion on Fez at 100? I think Fez is really worth it against a strength team. Uh, okay. It kind of 
takes takes up that center spot on the uh, on the line of scrimmage and makes it harder for your whole line to go down. Fair enough. Um, but also a secret weapon. So far, all we've talked about are secret weapons. <laughs> Fair. But now we're getting in. Now we're getting to the pricey star players, right? Now we're starting to hit 160 with uh, Skitter. Um, uh, why don't you talk about him? Skitter is wonderful. If you want to play a underworld team with a gutter runner, you pick Skitter. He's uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's like a, a gutter runner with a little extra. Uh, he's got dodge like normal, but then he's got prehensile tail, which isn't the best <laughs> but it's it's a little extra um he's got shadowing which also not the best but a little extra but then he has stab and he does have stab he's got a little he's got a <laughs> shiv hidden under his uniform <laughs> yeah skitter is a great player to have on your team just give the other team something to have to consider. Like you basically treat him like he's a gutter runner on your team and it's wonderful. 84 MA nine. That's uh that's, that's rough. That's rough for opponents to deal with. And of course he has oh, dodge. Yeah. yeah. He gets wherever he wants to go. <laughs> <laughs> What's your opinion uh, on Glart? I'll, I'll have to say at least starting out, uh, Glart is absolute godsend on this team. Uh, really? Having Block and Claw and Juggernaut on a strength four uh, Skaven player is just crazy. He's got uh, an armor of eight, which is a little better than most of your team. And mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's tough for other fresh teams to deal with if you're going into them. And if you've got yeah. the money in, in petty cash, are you picking up Glart? He's 210. Oh, absolutely. I, wow. I love oh. Glart. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Uh, what about this, uh, this piece of garbage known as Morgan Thor? What do you think about him? Too expensive. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> 430k for this guy. Uh, yeah, you I could, don't. I you could take Glart and like bribes or Glart and Nobla or yeah, you could get note, a lot more for your money. Note your plural there. You could take Glart and bribes more than one, and still it would be cheaper than Morganthorg. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Morganthorg is <laughs> definitely not worth it in this case. <laughs> all right that's so that's all you need to know about morgan Thorpe, folks <laughs> too expensive i don't like him <laughs> yeah. um all right so so we've talked about what uh underworld has access to uh you played underworld all last season uh did very well with it uh why don't you talk about sort of the strategies the overall plan with uh with an underworld team. Like we talked a little bit about, you know, how mutation access is key. Um, you talked about how you like to put the goblins on the line. Um, tell us like what, you know, in, 
yeah. in the league. There are three open competitions. What is, what is your plan from Chaos Cup to Dungeon Bowl? What are you trying to achieve? So starting out, you've really got to run them like a weaker Skaven team. So you're trying to just uh, outmaneuver your opponent as much as possible. Your goblins are kind of slow, and you don't have quite as much speed as the Skaven team, so it's a little tricky. Having all that dodge to start out with is helpful in getting away. You basically want to like fall back where you can, take your blitzes with the blitzers where possible, and then just kind of stick the troll in the way. And yeah, it's basically going to want to try and take your touchdowns with the Skaven Blitzers and the Goblins whenever possible, because they're the ones that you really want the most uh, SPP on. Hmm. So, Uh, would you say at early TV then, it sounds to me like you're saying at early TV uh, you're holding your opponent to the Blitz every turn if you can, like you don't, you don't want yeah. to get blocked down, and you're looking to you're looking to make a an explicit effort to spread out that SPP. Yeah, yeah. Against something without um, against a team without good agility, the goblins are really handy for tying up some of their bigger players. They'll they'll take blocks, but you've got dodge and they won't be able to get away very easily. So that, that and they're replaceable. They are immensely replaceable. <laughs> uh, so out of them mid- can be a problem, but you know, <laughs> uh, so at mid TV, so you've picked up a few skills. Now, what are those first few skills? So for a lot of teams, right, you're looking for uh, a few skills in the very beginning, some very important skills uh, are there some first few skills for underworld teams that you're looking to get ASAP? Um, I'd say for the troll, um, probably the best way to build the troll would be to get tentacles and guard to really tie up some of the other <laughs> some of the other team. I I myself went with claws and kind of turned him into a little bit of a monster, but. I'd say the better way to go is to get guard and uh, <laughs> and stick everything to him as yeah. as much as possible. Uh, explain to us again how tentacles works. Uh, tentacles it basically takes their strength into consideration and makes it harder for other players to dodge away. Hmm. And guard, of course, uh, allows them to let an assist even when they're marked. So if that, if the troll, if the big guy's on the line, he's going to be marked. And uh, in that way, he'll be giving assists as well, yeah? Yeah, exactly. And then uh, with the blitzers, one with claw and mighty blow is just a menace to be <laughs> reckoned with. And then... Uh, Having the other one with maybe dodge and guard, something like that, or two heads and guard. Basically, if you can run those two blitzers together as kind of a strike force, 
the other team really has something to watch out for. So Claw and Mighty Blow uh, in this version of the rules in the LRB6, uh, this uh, Claw effectively treats an opponent like their AV is 7, right? And then Mighty Blow gives Correct. you a plus 1 on your block or uh, on your uh, armor roll or your injury roll. So you're basically getting a plus 1 on the armor or the injury roll on anyone at an 8 plus to <laughs> to break armor. <laughs> yeah, right? it, it can be really devastating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't like, I, I love the sound of that if that's what I'm running, but I don't like the sound of that <laughs> if that's what I'm facing. Yeah. And then the Skaven Linemen, uh, like, block and two heads, really good for them, or... Yeah, even block and claw on those guys, too, to make for a little more uh, something for your opponent to watch out for is always a great time. And then with the with the goblins, like two heads all the way for that first level up. So uh, at higher TV, at 1800, 1900, 2000 TV, like what's what's the end state? What's the idealized underworld team like? What, what are you trying? What, what do you have? What tools do you have at your disposal at that point? And what's your, what's your plan to win? For example, we talk about chaos all the time. Chaos has claw, mighty blow piling on. That's their goal, right? We talk about, uh, wood elves. They want, uh, they want their, their bludgeon war dancers with leap and strip ball. Uh, is there, is there an analog to underworld teams? Like where's, where's, Where's the finish line for building up this team? And having Bludge on all those Skaven and as many of the goblins as possible combined with the two heads wherever you can and then Claw and Mighty Blow wherever you can, just it takes this team from like kind of a weaker Skaven to kind of a combat kill team. It's it's very strange the way that happens it it really levels up into that and so being a kill team then uh that sounds to me like that that build is basically effective against any opponent would that be fair yeah pretty much the only thing you really have to watch out for is a team with a lot of guard but then you just try and have a few guard yourself and that'll help out dwarves dwarves (laughs) dwarves <laughs> uh tactically with this team so the turn by turn decisions right we just talked about sort of the game by game competition by competition decisions turn by turn what are you doing with this team well it's primarily a running team when it comes to trying to get the ball down pitch um the i tend to carry with the thrower until the last possible moment and then hand off or pass to a goblin or one of the uh, blitzers uh in defense you kind of want to treat it like a really weak team like a skaven team where you're more screening out stuff and uh yeah that's that's basically all there is to it the goblins are are pretty cheap you like to put them on the line um 
I, whenever I think cheap, so I'm playing, right, in our current season, I'm playing an underworld team. I see zombies, I see 40k, I think they, I can toss them at anybody I want to tie somebody up, because if they die, what do I care? <laughs> what <Yeah>. does it matter? <laughs> that's, that's how I treat my unleveled goblins all the time, pretty much. <laughs> if, if they survive and get some SPP, that's fantastic. But when they're, when they're vanilla, they are expendable. They make great uh, foulers because they can they can dodge through and get into someone who's down that they didn't expect to get fouled. How how much of a problem is animosity on an underworld team? And if it if it is a problem, how do you avoid it? Um, I had it affect me once where I would have gotten a touchdown except for that animosity role, but in general, you aren't passing too much. So most of the time your goblin is going to be the one that retrieves the ball. If it's been knocked out of the opponent's hands and they can easily hand it off to any of the Skaven players. And generally you're going to be passing to the blitzer. So it's, it's not in effect there. It's just every once in a while that D6 will get you. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, we talked about the star players and, uh, you know, of course, all the goblin ones are secret weapons. Uh, the secret weapon usage in this game. So you have access to a chainsaw, right? A loony. You have access to a ball and chain. You have access to a bomber deer. Uh, do you pick up, like, let's let's say... Uh, let's say you have enough petty cash to pick up all three. Do you pick up all three? If you pick up all three, do they come out, or, or is there a particular combination that you go for? Do you only want one? Uh, what? How do you how do you manage these secret weapons? Because they're only on the pitch for a single drive, unless of course you get a bribe. So what do you, what do you do with these secret weapons? Man, uh, it really depends on the opponent that you're going against. I think kind of that determines what you're going to take, like. Um, and yeah, a lot of the time I'm happy just having that star player in at the beginning and trying to get my money's worth out of it. And then it's fine when they're taken off cause they've, uh, they've done what they can. Uh, a lot of times I will like to take bomber and Fez as a pair because if I can put one of them in at the beginning and then if I'm able to pop the second one out after the first half, that's that's kind of how I tend to like to do it, as long as I don't lose too many players in the meantime. Is there ever a situation where you want to keep a star player on for multiple drives and therefore pick up a bribe? Uh... You know, they tend to get targeted so hard that that's kind of a tough one on this team. Hmm. All right. Uh, well, it sounds to me like an underworld team. Uh, it sounds like my uh, <laughs> my fears are a little true. In the beginning, they're, they're tough to kind of get going, uh, being so fragile and not having access to the thing that makes them really good, which is their mutations. So TV 1000... They're kind of hard to get going. 
But if you get them going, you start to pick up these mutations and then they start to become a powerhouse. I was very surprised when you said uh, they sort of become a kill team. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's really scary. <laughs> and they have access to these players like these two-headed goblins. You know, you've got your your uh, passing contingent, perhaps, you know, that can you know, pick up, uh, you know, whatever, extra hands or, or whatever it is you need. Uh, and you can kind of kit it out in some sort of uh, ridiculous way <laughs> to make them yeah, very, very scary. It's it's kind of one of those teams where you can see what everybody else in the league is working on and try and build it around countering that. Oh, I think that's a great point. Yeah, if you're in, say, a division that's really bash-heavy, uh, maybe you go kill or, or, or something like that. Um, or... Or, you know, if you have a, a team that's uh, very, very, uh, very heavy on the agility or something, you can counter that uh, because most teams don't have access to that. Right. Most teams have a strategy kind of built into their roster that they're trying to achieve. But mutations really turn that on its head. You can you can kind of do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And I feel like the 2020 rules have even <laughs> even made that more of a focus on customizability. How so? Well, uh, now you have access to, as a big guy, you have a rat ogre that you can take, which gives you frenzy access and uh, prehensile tail. Gives you a little something different than just the troll. Um. Now you've got snotlings you can toss on the team. They're only 15k, and they've got swarming, so you can have up to six of them. And then each drive, you roll a d3, and that many extra can take up residence on the field. And so you can be running <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can have up to 14 players on your side at any one time. And that's, that's extra tackle zones. I mean, it's just a strength one player, but that's an extra little something with uh dodge and sidestep that the other team has to uh, take into account. Sure. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of extra tackle zones, potentially. <laughs> yeah. And they're only 15k each, so they're practically free. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's amazing. That's ab- absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And uh, on the 2020 team, your or one of your uh, blitzers has been replaced with a gutter runner. So, oh, an honest-to-goodness gutter runner. Yeah. So, yeah, guess what? You've got a gutter runner that can get two heads on a on like six SPP. Just spend oh. it right there and poof. You have a permanent gutter runner is dodging anywhere. Permanent gutter runner with access to mutations. That's that's pretty awesome. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty awesome. The thrower got better. Uh, how so? Uh the thrower is now throwing on a 2 plus with pass so two plus with a built-in reroll and sure hands right so that's that's great yep oh it's uh, it's wonderful so he's he's 
almost certain, well, I shouldn't say almost certainly, but, you know, he can pick up the ball, no problem, and clearly can pass the ball, no problem. Passing's gotten a little more, uh, a little more complicated, I would say, in BB 2020. Not complicated, a little more, there are more dice, yeah, it's, there's, it's a little more risky, I would say. Um, it's still it's a little classes. more risky for most teams because most teams got worse passing on their high agility players. But your thrower is thrown on a two plus, so it's just wonderful. Fair enough. Um, big weakness. What's the big? If you if you had one word or one sentence for the weakness of an underworld team, what would it be? I'd say lack of strength is probably their weakness. Uh, it's really easy for opposing players to get two dice most of the plays. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's really where they can fall down. And that and they've got lower armor value than a lot of the bashier teams. So uh, as, as we mentioned before, then I guess the, the plan is at low TV to just stay alive spread out that SPP, and then we, once you start to kit out this team, then then you can sort of turn on the juice, right? Oh, yeah. And I'll have to say one really cool thing about the Rat Ogre now is that uh, Animal Savagery is their negatrate now. And say you actually wanted to do something with them, now you can just feed them a Snotling to punch and then they can do whatever they wanted. <laughs> Animal savagery means uh, they have to get through a die roll, and if they fail, they have to eat eat a uh, a friendly. Right? Is that how that works? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or I believe you can uh, choose not to take the action, and nothing happens. <laughs> they just but, you just keep a little food source next to them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's their their little snotling punching bag. <laughs> um, would you say Underworld is a team for for new players to the game? You know, I think it's not a terrible one for newer players. It's it's not easy. But it's one of those teams where you can pull off stuff that might not be able to pull off with any other team. And it can be a great feeling to have something work that no one thought was possible. Fair enough. So uh, Sweet Spot and TV, I, I guess we're, you know, we're, we're talking about these mutations. Uh, you've mentioned sort of kidding them out to be a kill team. It seems to suggest to me that that an underworld team is at its best at high TV. Is that, is that true? I'd say they really come into their own at uh, like 1200 is when they oh, start not that high at all. becoming. Yeah. I feel like that's when they start becoming a menace. And even before that, with access to some of the star players they have, they can really hold their own surprisingly well what makes them such a menace at 1200 uh just starting to get some of that claw and mighty blow in there turning them into just kind of a a just starting out kill team really yeah that kind of makes them something to deal with and then now that they have access to a gutter runner it it really adds that ability to 
get around other players. Well, fair enough. Um, so I, I guess the uh, the suggestion here is if you want to do some if you want to do some cool stuff, Underworld's a team for you. I still think they're really hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they're fun. <laughs> That's what matters in the end. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, Artificial Bunny, thanks for joining me today. Uh, it was fun as always. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll. Uh, Talk to you in the next episode, I imagine. Excellent. That'll do it for this episode. You can watch the Mid-Atlantic Mauling League on Twitch at twitch.tv slash aviaunit02. That's E-V-A-U-N-I-T, the letter O, the number two. And watch archive games on YouTube at Blood Bowl Mammal. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.mammal.club. That's M-A-M-L dot C-L-U-B. You can also follow us on Twitter at Blood Bowl underscore Mammal, Mastodon at Mammal at M-A-S dot T-O, or on Facebook at Blood Bowl Mammal. Play Blood Bowl! You can play Blood Bowl online via Cyanide Studios Blood Bowl 2, Blood Bowl 3, or in Games Workshop's tabletop form at your friendly local game store. Be kind to each other. Forgive everyone. Praise Nuffle. And may he bless your dice. <laughs>